What's up, everyone? This is another episode of the Triple Ops Report podcast, where we talk about sports, comics, and pop culture. And today, it's a weekend recap. I talk about everything that happened over the weekend that I want to personally talk about. So let's go ahead and start with pro wrestling. First off, Collision. Really great episode. And another episode that, that's been a home run. Uh, well, not every episode has been a home run. That one with the weird crowd was kind of awkward, but it was still overall good. But yeah, like, like speaking of crowd, the crowd was amazing. It felt like, like a Jim Crocker Promotions, NWA, like old school type of feeling. And it was in South Carolina, so that made sense. The Carolinas were the heart and soul of that promotion, that territory. And then it had a, he was some of the guys like what, Ricky Steamboat was there? Yeah, like, like, that's my mom's favorite wrestler. In fact, uh, there were a lot of those guys back then that my mom remembers, what, uh, uh, Nikita Koloff, uh, Ric Flair, obviously, Wahoo McDaniel, but yeah, Ricky Steamboat was her favorite one, and still her favorite wrestler. Pretty much, like, the only guy that will make her watch any wrestling on TV, period, to this day. But yeah, he was great. I thought the Ricky Starks, uh, CM Punk match was way better than the first one. I thought the attack on Steamboat afterwards. This is like the second time Ricky Sucks has done this. Attack a legend. He he, he went after and trolled uh uh Juice and Thunder Elijah in, in the Owen Hart tournament and now he's attacking Ricky Steamboat. What's up with that? I don't know. It feels like they're doing the same thing with him that they did with CM Punk back in like way back in the day in Ring of Honor. And but I do like what they're doing with Ricky. They're making him feel like a, a main eventer. So he's they're definitely giving giving him the rocket ship. And I like that. Uh the women's division. I like the women's match. I, I really like the post match segment and uh, the Tony Storm interview afterwards. That was awesome. Like that's what we want to see out the women's division. Great matches and uh, storylines being actually like put out, not just with the championships involved, but overall across the board. That helps everyone get on screen and helps them develop characters. That's you want to see uh the women's division, not just pushing your champions, but pushing everybody in a way that gives them death. Gives the division death. So, uh, also the tag team match. FTR versus Brian Cage and, and uh, Big Bill. That was awesome. The crowd reacted just amazing. The entire show of the crowd was just amazing. And, like, they weren't hijacking or anything like that, but they were rowdy and they were loud. And they were fully engaged with the stories. So, yeah, overall, it was a great show. Uh, a G1 Climax... Okay, so with New Japan, they've had a great year overall. I definitely a resurgent year for them. Uh, you could say honestly, a lot of people have been saying that they've probably been the best wrestling promotion of the year up to this point. But that climax was kind of disappointing. A G One climax this year, like the last two years, has been kind of on rougher side. The matches compared to what they usually do haven't been. As good, nowhere near as good as what they were at their prime, like a few years ago. Like, and, and even the booking, like, actually, I wasn't that off with my predictions halfway through the fight. Like, the first four that gone to the quarterfinals, I was kind of on point except for one. Hikaleo, I did not see that coming. I'm okay. There's a lot that has to be said about that, but very questionable booking all around, honestly. And like I said, the matches, I think too many people in there makes the match quality not consistent. 
he still has some really good to great matches, but then you have a lot that are just there. So yeah, overall, it's been kind of a disappointing uh, tournament overall. Uh, in SummerSlam, the biggest thing that happened in wrestling this weekend, I would say overall it was a good show. Albeit, I wasn't a big fan of the last two matches. Uh, the women's, first off, Ella Knight, the crowd was kind of not dead, but they weren't anywhere near as hot as you'd expect out of a short crowd, especially for how hot uh, 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 SummerSlam you would think it would be like, like what, 51K? Even though they lie and said 59K. I'll, I'll, I will say this though. Yes, they keep on lying about attendance numbers, but because people are talking about it now thanks to WrestleTicks, they're definitely lowering the exaggeration a bit. 59K in the past, they would have probably done like 65K or some crap like that. So, yeah, but still, yeah, 51,000. That's still a record. Like, but the crowd just wasn't that hot except for one guy. LA Knight, he was over. And he's been insanely over for a while now, but wow. Yeah, he's, I get the hesitation. He's up there in age. His ring work leaves a lot to be desired, but I, he, you can't deny that. This man's insanely over. You can't just let that fizzle out. I mean, he could be a cash cow for you, uh, potentially. Don't just throw it all away because you don't get him. That is a very typical WWE flaw that they've had in booking people over the last 20 or so years is that because they don't get a person, despite how over they are, you just throw them away. So, yeah, don't do that with him. But yeah, overall, the show was still good despite kind of a lackluster crowd, but the two last matches, I wasn't a big fan of them. First of all, I'll say Io Sky winning is awesome. She's one been one of the most talented women in wrestling over the last 20 years, at least. So, I, I being her being signed at WWE, I, I generally hope she'd win something. And I'm very happy of a meeting. And she finally did. And one of the biggest stages, which is awesome. Absolutely love that. But the overall women's match itself was kind of sloppy. Kind of disappointing. It had a weird finish. And then the men's match, the main event, Roman Reigns and the... Yeah, okay, so the bloodline thing. The thing about these bloodline matches, they usually, like, they're always... Like, the first 20 minutes kind of slow and, and kind of boring and plotting whatnot. But then the last 5 to 10 minutes, it just explodes. Like, they, the theatrics and, 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 as they say, the cinema and whatever. I hate that, but yeah. That and, and like, the, the actual match quality itself just amps up big time and turns to a really good match. It's a great match. That didn't happen here. The crowd stayed kind of dead. Uh, the whole 36 minutes, which is a lot. Uh, 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 like, good gracious, 36 minutes is, is... First off, that show was, what, four and a half hours? In eight matches. But well, four and a half hours, almost. No match in the pre-show, either. So, if you sat there from seven o'clock, that's five and a half hours. That, of eight matches. That, okay, that was a lot. There was a lot of product placement, a lot of commercials, it was, it was too much. But it didn't, that's the reason why I only watch WWE when it comes to the actual Big Four. Outside of that, I don't watch them. But yeah, like, like overall, those two matches were really disappointing. And then the, the ending, it, it was too much. It felt like they were jumping the shark with the Uso versus Uso. You can't split up those type of tag teams. I've always... I saw someone say this on Twitter, and I agreed with them. Uh, they're twins. You can't 
split up twins and make them feud. And yeah, I, you can't. Like, like it, it's too much. They're too alike. They're too similar. The Rockers, yeah, they had a similar moveset and all, but Shawn Michaels and, and, and Marty Jannetty, like, they look nothing like in the face. Like, like, no, they look nothing like sim like physically. So, like, you can see one break off. The Usos literally look exactly, they're twins. <laughs> There's, like, I, I, to this day, it's hard for me to, to know which one is which. So, well, how are you going to do that? I think they're, they're doing too much here. No one wants to see an Uso versus Uso feud. Like, like, they're, yeah, it's, 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 and the thing about the bloodline is that you don't want to turn into what NWO was with the wolf pack and all that crap. Like, you don't want it to just consume the rest of the entire product. There's just bloodline and everyone else. You come in danger of doing that. And it finally, it finally kind of bit them in the butt. So I want to see how they recover from this. And by that, I mean I'm going to wait until Survivor Series in November because I don't actually watch the product except for the Big Four because it just doesn't fit me. Oh, and also, back to the length of the show, no one better be complaining about AEW's big shows anymore. If that thing lasts, like I said, four and a half hours for eight matches. Do not complain about AEW doing a show for three and a half to four hours. Now, changing course, I want to talk about Barbie. Breaking a billion dollars. Look at that. Like, that show, that movie, again, it is still going hot. It's, it's going to leapfrog uh, Mario, definitely, by the end of this year. Might happen in the next two months, for all we know. Heck, might happen next month. Uh, Oppenheimer. It is now officially the highest grossing World War II movie ever. Over Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> that is... And I'm not going to say... A bold take, hot take here. Well, bold, hot prediction, prediction, I guess. Uh, I think Oppenheimer could hit a billion worldwide. If they keep it in movie theaters long enough, I really think, think it can. Which would be absolutely insane due to what it was projected to do. Now we've talked about pop culture and all that's happened over the weekend. And I want to pivot now to sports. Comments being alignment in college sports. It's the biggest thing that's been happening It. Honestly, the summer, let alone this weekend. But yeah, like Oregon and Washington are now officially in the Big Ten. I don't know how this works. Like UCLA and, and, and Oregon and Washington and, and, and USC, first off, they don't care about the, the actual like uh, smaller sports doing this. Like someone joked around on Twitter, like uh, if Cal and Stanford were to go to the ACC, which looks like it might be happening, that like a tennis player is going to go from like uh, freaking Stanford and all the way to, to Miami. Like, how is this going to work? <laughs> like, this is not logistically a good thing at all. Heck, I barely think it's logistically good to, to have Missouri and Oklahoma and the SEC, let alone having USC and, and, and Oregon in the Big Ten. That's a lot. And also, they just killed off the Pac-12. Because now all that's left is, what, Washington State and Oregon State? They could probably have to stick with the Mountain West. Larry Scott, man. Jesus. God. He really, oh my, just fumbling a, a massive bag. The TV deals and everything like that. Like, college football, man. I, I've talked about this in early episodes, but money is really ruining, and capitalism is really ruining college sports. I actually think, like, if I'm correct, I think, like, the lack of, of funding for public universities is also the reason why a lot of those schools drop football. Because they can't afford it. 
you're just killing off college football and college sports because you want money. And if the Big Ten were to go into the South or the SEC were to go, if they were to both like hit like 30 teams or whatever, like, like what are we doing here anymore? Like, I miss the Big Ten was just 10 or 11 teams with that neat little logo with 11 sliding in there like it's Baskin Robbins or something. Like, I, I miss that. I miss the SEC actually having just 12 teams. I, I miss Jefferson Pilot Sports and stuff like that. I miss the ACC being just in the South Atlantic, not Boston College. I miss the Big East. And I miss the Pac-10. Like, that stuff made sense. And like, yeah, you always had your weird stuff, like Central Florida and the MAC didn't make any sense, but for the most part, it, it, it was it was all in the same region. Like, it, 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 was, it, it helped out the students. They don't have to go travel across the country to go play one of their opponents every single week. Like, look at the scenario, right? Cal and Stanford are being looked at by the ACC. Like, I think it's inevitable that they're going to join the ACC. So, you have Cal go all the way to Miami, across the country, and then go from Miami all the way to Boston College, and then go to Stanford. Like, that's literally a circle, I mean, a triangle around the country. How is that in any way, shape, or form good for those students? Because they're still students. They also got to look at other stuff. It's not the NFL. They got to focus on exams and tests and all this stuff. How is that going to work? How will they not be tired and worn out? Like, I remember in in 2016, Hawaii in their first two games of the year is week zero. They had to go all in a cow. And, And then they had to go to Michigan in week one. And they got demolished in both games because they're tired. How is this going to work for a whole conference? How is UCLA going to go all the way to, to Rutgers and, and vice versa? Rutgers to UCLA. That's a lot. And not just on football. This is for all the sports. Like, you have to... They just not on money. They didn't think about logistics here. And it's sad. But like I said before, college sports is being ruined by money. Capitalism is killing college sports. Plain and simple. Whew, now that that's over with, on to more positive note. USA losing to Sweden. That's not positive at all. But yeah, uh, the women's national team, I wasn't really surprised, honestly. Like, they're super young. There are so many people 25 or under on that team, man. Like, like I don't know why people, they, they obviously they have high expectations because they're U.S. women's national team. Of course they're going to have high expectations. Of course people are going to expect them to win the whole thing. But... The combination of, of it being somewhat of a, like a reloading period for them and uh, the whole world around them getting better, and this is not surprising. If there is going to be a World Cup where they're going to get eliminated before like the semifinals or, what, or whatever, it would definitely be this one. But I think there's a bit of an overreaction from some people, like like what Alexi Laylas, like all that crap he was talking about. Like they're not irrelevant. <laughs> like, they just had one down year. They'll be fine. Heck, they might win gold next year for all we know. Uh, like, like, they're super young. Also, I wasn't a big fan of how they were, like, uh, the offense. Like, just how they were coached, I wasn't a big fan. I feel like they're way too passive in terms of their offense. Like, they felt a little too much like a, a Burnley or, like, an Atletico Madrid type of team. Like, uh, Adonofsky, he didn't do a good job there. At all. Like, I I get that they're rebuilding and they don't have, like, the hot 
like offensive people like you don't have that the firepower that they had before but they still had something like even from the first game you could see like yeah this offense is not what it was I and they felt like they're being held back so they're probably going to sack him and get someone else and this team's going to get older and, and, and wiser and better and, and more mature and, and they're going to bounce right back and probably win gold very soon probably next year so yeah I think everyone's overreacting i think they'll be fine and now to end the show off with some comedy uh jake paul and nate diaz that was one of the more unserious boxing matches i've ever seen like a complete contrast to what we saw last week with boxing it, i thought it was hilarious first off nate diaz is a tough shin obviously but just his antics and everything, it, it was kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. Like, there are multiple times where he just legit rested on the on the ring ropes. Like, oh, no defense or anything. <laughs> like, like the post-match, everything was hilarious to me. Like, and if they do a mixed martial arts fight, obviously Diaz would demolish him in, in, in like a minute because he's, what, is he a black belt in, in, in BJJ? I think. In, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? I think he is. Or close, close to it. But yeah, like like that wouldn't even be close. But uh, yeah, that's it for today. For my last thing, of course, my big time pick. Now, I decided because the Premier League is coming this weekend, I'm going to go with that. And I'm going to go with the first game of the entire Premier League on Friday, Manchester City versus Burnley. Burnley is unfortunately back in the Premier League. Uh, they're so boring. Their style is... is, is like Atletico Madrid on steroids, it's just dirty, uh, it, it's slow, it's plotting. They don't even try to attempt to score goals. They just put all 11 in the box and just say, no, we're going to have a 0 to 0 draw that goes nowhere. And I, I hate that style. It, it's torturous to play them every single year as a Liverpool fan. But yeah, here we go. I'll just say this uh, Man City wins probably 1 or 2 nothing in an extremely boring, slow, painful to watch game. So that's all for today. See you guys again on Wednesday, you know, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and uh, follow me on Twitter at Pulliam, P-U-L-L-I-A-M, underscore Blake, all lowercase, and follow me on threads, if that still exists, if anyone's still on there, uh, Blake Pulliam 1, all lowercase, and also please like and subscribe, and, and follow, and download. And also, please share. Like, you can share this with anyone. Friends, family, uh, some random person on the street. I don't care. Share it with everyone that you know and that you don't know. Uh, th- this is a unique podcast. It's sports, pop culture, comic books, all in the one. No one else does this. So so I want, th- I want this as big as possible. And I also want to say I'm very thankful for all of you for listening. Because, like, I could easily have no one listening to this. Like, like... This is a purely organic way. I, I'm not connected to anyone like that. I don't have any big connections. So for me to keep on getting as big, for me to continue to get as big as I am right now is a testament to you guys. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. And that's it for today. See you guys again on Wednesday. Bye, y'all.